ladies and gentlemen, you say it loud, and you say it at the top of your lungs. Dr. Sean Sinclair, are you ready to celebrate National Non-Signing Day? It's NNSD. Thank you very little, Major College Football. Sean Sinclair, are you pumped for some National Non-Signing Day? That's what I want to know. Tony, I have been redlined, Mm. dimed, as my guitarist would know, Mm. pegged. Mm. Not not that side, not that peg, but you're you coming know, in hot. You're coming in hot. Coming Sean. in hot, right? Turn that volume down. You're coming in hot. Forest, you're pegged. Focused, fired. Yes. Prepared. Yes. Hair, hair on fire. All those things, brah. What, Cinco? What pedal? When you're getting ready to play your lead on National Nine Signing Day for the players out there, what pedal are you tramping on right now? Dude, I might go with a Friedman, Harry mm. Brown Eye, mm. on the second channel, mm. and just tramp it. on it. Tramp it, on it. It is it is nasty, and it cuts through oh. anything. Brian Hartman's in the studio today. You know what we're going to do to celebrate National Non-Signing Day? And I want to thank the Lords of College Football for taking what was, I don't know, like a national holiday uh, for the college football fan everywhere and basically rubbling it. Jerry Palm's going to join us here in about eight minutes. And once he gets off, he'll get drugged by our fan base and ripped apart. And I'll get ripped for having him on. And I'll hear from X today who will call him a clown. X, by the way, uh. I meant to call you, but I got I got wordy with a couple people uh, beforehand. Plus, I'm fighting the good fight over here. Um, XE, uh, I I might need you to jump on with us at some point today and give us a preview of the uh, top players in, in in next year's class that we're going to be chasing and some of the usual. So we've generally done that on our national signing day. Sean, is anything going on today in National Signing Day, or is this like a national non-signing day for real? Do we have anything going on? And well, I mean, anything. until you said something, I didn't even realize today was signing day. <laughs> it makes sense because it's, it's the first Wednesday in February, but it's so stupid, uh, isn't it? And How I'm not, and I'm not playing it up for the you no, know for the no. show. It's right. I did not even. I did not even realize it was signing day. How bad is that? Do you remember, like, just three short years ago, you and I were in Smoky Mountain Brewery. Yep. There were a good, what, 250 people there? Yeah, we were. Some, for some reason, we thought we should be on a stage. And we were on a stage. Yep. It was stacked and packed. Charlie Shanks was there. Yep. Our good doctor over here in North Knoxville, another guy that Jeff was there. Summers, yep. Jeff Summers, yep. Jeff Summers. And we were just breaking it down, and we had all kinds of hope. I guess it would have been, well, you know, that was probably the last year of, uh, that was. No, uh, no, no, the, no, no, no. Remember the, um, remember we were at uh, Mr. Chase's The Barn? and uh, uh, Yes. Pellissippi, and that's when, that's, 
That's when Leroy asked TK Sr., why doesn't Junior hit somebody? Yes. And I, Leroy and, and, that's the, and that's Leroy the same, was trying that's to... The same night, that's the same time that uh, the late, great John Majors yes. showed, up, showed up in some kind of Parisian yes. ass jogging suit. It was so fantastic. Great G, oh, he comes so... up there and just sits yes. by and takes it all in. Yes. Coach Majors was, that was right on top. That's at the uh, the original yeah. Calhoun's out there on Pelsby Parkway. We had a, a yes, Tom, that was a Tom Marine, Bill Todman production. Yeah. But, yeah, well, Leroy, yeah. you know, look, when you're Leroy's age and you're an OG like that, you say anything you want to say to anybody. Oh, he did. But, uh, and he looked TK, right, he TK, looked TK right Jr., shout out. TK, TK, TK Jr., shout out. Love y'all. Yeah. Um, oh, they're great. That's not my opinion, by the way. Oh no, we love TK TK Junior. We love him, but you know he's he's just having fun with his pop, busting his chops. So it's National Signing Day. We're going to celebrate the best. I tell you another thing that's really weird. Tennessee plays, and Brian Hartman, you jump in here. Tennessee plays Florida in hoops tonight, Brian. Do you remember how fun it used to be when Tennessee played Florida in hoops? Well, it, it sort of lost something when it when it went back to once a year. It used to be twice a year. You could always count on them coming into your building, but now it's it's once a year, and they have come to Knoxville more than Tennessee's gone to Gainesville lately, but it's not the same when you don't have to look forward to just one instead of instead of two. And so the question becomes, what's up with that? Because that is the question. The question is, and plus, no offense to, no offense to Mike White, who we call Tidy Whitey, but he left that Florida program, Brian, in a heap of rubble. I mean, you could say Billy Donovan built it. Who was the coach after Donovan, Brian? It was Mike White. Well, he didn't leave it quite as bad as as more as uh, South Carolina was left. Well, ain't that the truth? Have you looked at the Southeastern Conference, Brian? The projected seeds. Like one thing we'll talk with Jerry Palm about. You've got Alabama and Tennessee that are vying for the top of the deal. And I think our next our next seed is like a seven. Is that right? Seven and Auburn Jerry has Auburn a nine seed. Whoa. Which is really not far removed from the bubble. I mean, they're just a couple losses from being right on the bubble. He's got two teams Woo. in the play in round as eleven seeds. Arkansas and Kentucky. Tell you what, Sean, we beat your boy, Pearl, twice. We could send him right to bubble trouble. Pearl's got a couple big games coming up with the Vols. I'll tell you that. He could really help himself. That Kentucky bunch almost lost to that horrendous, and I mean horrendous, Ole Miss team last night. Brian, that Ole Miss team, and I know they've had I, some injuries. Yeah, they've they, lost their best player, and then their second best player walked out on them. And that's the new thing now. You just get up and walk out on your team. But Jays, Louise, man. Last night, Kentucky was without a point guard. And Ole Miss still couldn't do anything. Yeah, and there was an ice storm that kept the crowd at a minimum. Yeah. And that that kind of contributed to the low energy in that building. Well, I'm watching the Weather Channel right now. Hey, Sean, these people that feel the need to get out in their cars when it sleets and you have an ice storm, what, Sean, what would possess somebody to get in an automobile in any part of our country, when there's sleep falling out of the sky, what 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 gets into people's brains? 
Because it's not going to end well, Sean. they got to go somewhere. Sean had to check on a patient, so. I don't care if it's four-wheel drive, six-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, eight-wheel drive. I mean, except for our truckers that are called uh, by God and man to, to, bring, to bring things across the country and to keep our way of life going. TLD Logistics, thank you very much. Uh, my ELD, thank you very much. Uh, my 20, drive EL, my, you all know what I'm saying here, uh, Wichita, Ken. Uh, unless you're in that industry, I mean, what the rest of you jabronis, get off the roads. I mean, get off the Some of the clips from down in Memphis, people slip sliding around in the ice. And I saw some clips today from Fort Worth down in Dallas, Brian. They got a half inch of ice, and they're getting another half inch today. And you got jabronis. You got Jabroni oh, Cowboy fans out there driving around. We feel fortunate to get to dodge that. It just we sort live of in the perfect spot in the South, right here in this valley. I'll bet some of you listening to me as a kid who have been here all your lives you used to cuss this place when everybody else in the state was getting a day off from for for inclement weather and around here it would just rain or it would do not i bet you used to get up and shake your feet why why as we continue we're going to celebrate non-national signing day in style with exes and i do mean all my exes don't live in texas the great ex i guarantee you he's going to be listening jerry palm Lends a hand on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Lena George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. You bow thy head when you say thy name, ladies and gentlemen, as we're welcoming you back on your Tony Basilio show, the great Jerry Palm. You know, Jerry, when I have you on, as I bring you on against the backdrop that Brian needs to tie a lineup, uh, Jerry, I bring you on, and I and I welcome you in today, UFCBSSports.com. Man, you're polarizing. You make people mad, and you're such a sweet guy. You're such a good, <laughs> nice, gentle soul, but yet you, you, I get texts, and you make people angry, Jerry. It's the nature of the gig. Uh, in fact, pretty much every job I've ever had has been, you know, you're, you're expected to be perfect at the beginning and get better from there. Um I was a payroll programmer. You can't mess with payroll. I was a referee. Now I'm a, now I'm paid to have opinions on sports. So you know, <laughs> if you can't take if you can't uh, take making people mad once in a while, then what are you gonna do? What kind of official? What kind of a sport did you ref? Did you ref basketball? I did eight years of high school basketball. Did one D three college game, and um, I uh, I did uh, fifteen years of baseball. What kind of official were you? Were you any good? I was good for the level I was at. You know, I wasn't. You know, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting ready to ref a D1 game anytime soon. But I thought I did. I thought I did okay. You know, I had some clunkers to be sure, especially you know getting started. But uh, yeah, I, I thought I did reasonably well. But I, I wasn't ambitious. I was doing. I was officiating for fun. I wasn't in officiating with the thought of, you know, getting into the big time. Well, you know, I, I used to have a roommate in college. This guy would go out and th- throw people out of intramural games. I mean, this guy wanted that. This guy, and he would, and he was. I mean, I guess there life. might be a, yeah. an occasion where you'd have to do that, but you right. ideally wouldn't, you know. No, this guy had, like, there was a team called the Lakers when I was in school, and they were all the football players, and this guy would go out and officiate these games. And, man, this freaking guy was dead serious now with these. with these, And they would want to, like, fist fighting. Like, literally would want to, like, uh, my wife worked a game with him one night. My wife used to officiate, make a little extra money. And those guys kind of felt sorry for her. They were like, oh, nice call, you know, and he's over there. Like exacerbating them, you know, telling their coach. Anyway, Jerry, um, so my Vols go out, and they destroy Texas. I mean, destroyed them on Saturday. And pretty Alabama, convincing win. Yes. Pretty what? Convincing win. Yeah. And then Alabama went out and looked like dog meat. And yet I look at your poll, I look at your, your deal this week, and I'm thinking, well, Jerry's going to have the Vols on the one line. No. Not yet. It's an entire what, season, blood? not one I mean, game. You, huh? It's an entire season, not one game. So here's my problem with Tennessee's resume. All right. When you look at the teams that they compete with, 
for a spot on the one line. Right. Purdue, seven quad one wins. Alabama, six. Arizona, seven. Kansas, nine. Tennessee, four. And in fact, if you include quad two for Tennessee, then you get the seven. You know, but all of these teams that they're competing with have have much better wins than Tennessee and more of them than Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's got two really good wins. You know, Kansas and Texas are great wins. But but the top end of their resume is just too light at the moment to compete with the teams that are at the top of my bracket, or at least will be Friday. So that's the problem. The, the fix is coming because they have, you know, games coming up where they can – you know, add to that uh, part of their schedule. They just haven't gotten to those games yet. And then the other thing about Tennessee is, you know, you got a home loss to Kentucky, who's barely a bracket team, and a loss to Colorado. And Arizona's got losses like that too, but the other teams that they're competing with do not. So it's just not enough to get past at least the four teams ahead of them. <clears throat> and um, and that and you could even make a case for Texas to still be ahead of them based on the entirety of the season. But I'm not doing that right now. Brian, do you believe he just said that you can make a case for Texas to be ahead of him? Brian Hartman. Head to head is a thing, but it's not everything. It's got as it. best a tiebreaker. Seriously, yeah. and it's a home win. So the really the, the win they have over Kansas is is more would be more of a thing because it was neutral court than the win over Texas. Yeah, if if Kansas is ahead of them, then yeah, I can I can definitely see Texas being. I mean, Texas also sitting on seven quad one wins. But wow. their seven are not as convincing as some of the others uh, that we're talking about at this point. And still four losses. You know, the thing that's really kind of doing the Vols in, Jerry, is that this league is just not good this year. And we saw that in the uh, – Right. We saw it's, that it's in that definitely not helping them. No, no that's it's for sure. not helping at Jerry, all. Jerry, if they beat Kentucky, does that change the conversation about being a one seed? No, because Kentucky's not that good. It's, it's, oh, you mean had they beaten Kentucky? Yeah, had they the, beaten the, the game they lost. Um, yeah, be, it probably does because now you're sitting on two losses. Colorado's still bad, but it, it's yeah, it is a different conversation if they only have two losses, um, and especially because it's taken a, a a relatively bad loss off the board. I mean, Kentucky at home is not a bad. I mean, I consider bad losses quad three and four, and that's quad two, but it's bad relative to the teams that you're competing with at the very top of the bracket. Yeah, the Colorado loss really hurts, which is which is a a real outlier on the season. I mean, Colorado the night before they got beat by the Vols got beat by whom, Brian? Badly by twenty five points. Who was it, Brian? Yeah, they lost well, at Grambling. Grambling. Grandma, so, oh my goodness. I mean, by 25, Jerry, yeah. not not just lost. I mean, they got smoked. Yeah. So, you know, I, I sit here and I look at our league. We were just talking before, uh, and I was looking at your looking at your deal and looking at Ken Palm and where some of these teams are. And yeah. Tennessee and Alabama so, are the class of the deal, and there is a chasm. Like, literally, Auburn right now, if Auburn loses twice to the Vols and a couple more losses here down the stretch, Auburn's going to be sitting there on the bubble, aren't they? Yeah, they could. Yeah, I'm not impressed with Auburn's resume, really. I don't think it's as good as, as what their metrics might indicate. Um, although I don't know where their metrics are at the moment. They're coming down. But, um, yeah, you, you look at Alabama's remaining – I'm sorry, Tennessee's remaining schedule has Alabama on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the game at Florida's quad one, 
for now. Kentucky A&M road games are quad one for now. Arkansas at home, Auburn on the road. Those are quad one opportunities. It's all quad one and two left for Tennessee, except the home game in South Carolina. So, you know, they have a chance to add some of the meat to this resume that I'm talking about, but the teams they're competing with also have that opportunity in their leagues. And Arizona's kind of in the same boat as Tennessee in that their league isn't really helping them that much. It's UCLA and, and not a whole lot after that. Um, so actually Tennessee's probably, Tennessee's league is in, they're in better shape than Arizona, at least in terms of future schedules, because the SEC is better than the Pac-12. So ten, that might be the team, if Tennessee continues to win, that yeah. might be the team Tennessee jumps. And Arizona has a head-to-head result with Tennessee. But that's not everything. How important is that at the end of the year? It really, I mean, it's a, it would only be a thing if they really couldn't decide otherwise. Um, it, and, you, you know, head-to-head results can't be – they're much more meaningful in college football, in part because you have fewer games. But um, in in uh, college basketball, I mean, you, you can get to pretty circular head-to-head things happening and you couldn't do a bracket if you just based it heavily on head-to-head when you talk about how bad arizona's league is how many tournament teams do you have coming out of there right now let's see arizona ucla near the top of the bracket i think i've got usd in the middle um boy not much um uh arizona state has been in and out of it uh Pac-12. I have got three Pac-12 teams, so just those three at the moment. Wow. Wow. And from this league, how many do you have? From the SEC, I've got, I think it's six. Yeah, six. But, you know, it's, and it's at the top, you know, Tennessee and Alabama, and then a gap. And you get the Missouri and Auburn and um, Arkansas and Kentucky. And I have Arkansas and Kentucky playing each other in the first four. I thought the SEC, there was a rule where you couldn't have conference teams facing each other until the Elite Eight. Uh, no. That's, there There are rule bracketing rules about when conference teams can face each other. It depends on how many times you play each other in the, um, in the regular season. Uh, if you play each other three times, it's the Elite Eight. If you only play each other twice, it could be the Sweet 16. If you only play each other once, it could be the round of 32. Um, but there are no bracketing rules when it comes to the first four. All the, all the rules are out the window. The last two teams play each other, and the next to last two teams play each other. You know, I, I think that's – I think it's wild um, that I just assumed that the way, you know, in years past, you looked at sites and you said you start here and you end here. Like we were talking about uh, the other day regarding, um, um, you know, if Tennessee starts over in Greensboro, that filters up in New York City. My understanding is now is that Greensboro could theoretically be linked with Vegas or linked with New York because yep. they aren't tied together at all like they yeah. used to be. And Birmingham yeah, and this, pods. It's been that way. Since, Go ahead. It's been that way for almost 20 years now. But why, uh, why don't people like me realize it? Because we're just unknowledgeable. They don't publicize it. Why is that? Uh, they publicized it when they made the change. Um, but if, if you look at a bracket, you'll see, you know, when a bracket comes out, you'll see the that they're all over the place. 
Um, there, no, there's no ties. The, the sub-regionals and the regionals are not tied together anymore. And they did that so that they had uh, flexibility for, to put teams closer to home uh, earlier in the tournament. Um, so that's, uh, that was a good change. Um, but I think well, I want to say it was 2001 was the year they did that. Um, and, uh, and that was, uh, that's a great change, really. Uh, it, may, it actually makes bracketing a lot easier and, and a lot better for the team because you don't have to travel so much because of that flexibility. But, but fans can't plan, Jerry. If you, if you, like, if when you see that. Fans can't plan anyway. I mean, I guess if you want to be, if you want to, look, if you want to go to games in Greensboro, then you go to games in Greensboro. And if you want to, and if you, if you're following a specific team, it's hard to plan unless you've got a very good team. It's hard to plan. But like, for example, Tennessee as a two seed is probably playing in Birmingham. And, and the regional might depend if it's where Alabama is. They, they can't be in the same regional as Alabama, but. Um, if Alabama's in, say, you know, right now Purdue's in Louisville, uh, as the number one seed. So Alabama's in Kansas City. So Tennessee couldn't go there, but they could go to Louisville possibly, unless they're five. Because one and five can't be together. Um, but yeah, so you, it's hard to plan. You're right. It's hard to plan, but you know, it's, it's, it's easier to bracket and to bracket in a way that's fair. So, um, but yeah, it's hard to plan season in advance, you know, the season in advance, but unless you've got one of the very top teams, it's hard to plan anyway. It's unbelievable as Jerry Palm joins us. Brian, were you aware of that, that it's been that way since 2001? Yeah, I knew there's there was some tweaks involved between now and then, but I think they did change. They talked about it. I thought it was around 2003 or 2002 when they did that. There I was thinking that if you started in Greensboro, you'd end up in New York, but you know, I'm just a font of misinformation over here, Jerry. What can I say, you know? Well, uh, you know. But, I, but I'll say this for me. I don't have the balls on the two line this week. I remember when they used to have, you know, the eight teams that would you, you, that would be bracketed together. They'd all have them in one site. And then the, the winners of the round of 32 games, they would, they would face each other in the Sweet 16. And now they've got that kind of – they've got one team – Four teams from this side of the bracket, and then four on the other side can go to one place for the first and second round. Right. It's unbelievable. Jerry Palm joining us. Jerry, you're part of our non-National Signing Day coverage. This used to be National Signing Day in uh, football. It must be because I'm seeing stuff on Twitter about people signing. So yeah, there's like five sign. There's like five guys available. You know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I pay no attention to National Signing Day even. In December, I just, you know, I, 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 recruiting is something that requires so much energy yep. that I can't, I have got, got, not got time to pay attention to recruiting. I don't even follow Purdue's recruiting uh, for football because it's too many people. Basketball is a little easier to follow, but I really, it's like when they get to school, I'll pay attention to them. Is this Purdue team getting to the Final Four, in your humble opinion, Jerry? Is this the team? They get, they get a good draw. Yeah, I mean, there, there are teams where I think the matchups would be problematic for Purdue, especially like a really athletic team I think could give Purdue problems. But Zach Eady is – I don't know what anybody does with Zach Eady. He's a freak. Um, that's, it's just – he's remarkable. Seven foot four, but not at all plotting. Athletic seven four. Not like Joel Embiid athletic, but, you know, 
he's not a stiff by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, and, he, and I don't know, he's a problem for how how do you defend Purdue? You know, that's what do you what are you going to do about Zach? What are you going to give up to try and defend Zach? Especially in the modern game, guys like him are unicorns now. In fact, Painter refers to him as that. <laughs> Matt Painter, the coach, refers a to unicorn? Zach as a unicorn. Yes. Yeah. I mean, those guys are not, I mean, they're literally a dying breed, you know? You just don't see. Well, and the NBA doesn't use guys like him. No. Because he can't defend the three or shoot it. Yep. Which kind of like the kid in Kentucky. If I see a guy yeah. like that coming out of college, I'm going to find a way to use this guy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give other teams problems. But, Jerry, but all these numbers geeks have decided that a two-pointer is not worth anything anymore, so we don't play yep. down low. Yep, that's right. It's really strange. On the way out, uh, Jerry, what fan base is m- most uh, most upset with you right now? Yours. Oh, Jerry, come on. No, they're not. Our fan base doesn't cry on Twitter. Um, no, not too badly, really, but... I would say that they're still the most upset with me. I don't have a lot of people upset with me yet. It's kind of early for that. After a dub over uh, Florida tonight, quad one, and then a win over Auburn on Saturday, do the Vols move to your one line, Jerry? Depends on what the other teams are doing. Oh, gosh. They won't be, they're not jumping anybody by beating Florida and Auburn. you got to beat better teams than that if you're going to make a jump over somebody who's still winning. Well, I'll say this. Alabama sure got a competitive push from Vanderbilt last night out of our league. Well, but they won. Game. Yeah, it was a, they only won by what, Bry? 55? What was the final yeah, spread? 50, uh, 57, and it was still 57. closer than the BCS title game between Georgia and TCU. <laughs> college football title game, I should say. Oh, Jerry, you're my man. Jerry Palm, tell them where they can find you, and I appreciate you if they want to harass you and – Cyberspace. Uh, it's uh, JP Palm CBS on Twitter and, of course, CBSSports.com. Jerry, thank you, brother. All right, thanks. Happy signing day to you. <laughs> Brian, um, what, is this, what do the Vols have to do? Like create a pound of flesh here? What do they got to do for well, Jerry Palm? They have to hope that some of it sounds like they need, that they need other teams to lose in front of them is what they need, and they need to win and take advantage of that. You know, Tom, we didn't even mention that that um, Tom Brady retired today. He bores me. We think. Old Leatherface. Cinco, Tom Brady retired. Did you hear that? It's like saying the Rolling Stones retired. Well, uh, three weeks from now, he'll be playing again. Such a great line, man. I'll believe it when I don't see him out there on a, you know, on the field week one, anywhere. But I do think it's, it, it, you know, it, it used to be that Tom Brady was the greatest. Yep. Then it was Tom Brady, um, was the greatest and still going. Now it's kind of Tom Brady, is Tom Brady, three or four times a year, um, and still good, uh, but. You know, that's not a crack on him. For goodness sakes, he is absolutely rewriting what longevity and excellence looks like in the NFL. But, dude, yeah, I mean, I don't know the particulars, but 
you know, you just, you just divorced the, the top model in the world for the past decade, lit up your family and, uh, which is his prerogative and, um, to play f- mediocre football. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to stick with his guns. I, I tend to think that he would be a, I, I don't know. I don't, does he exude that much personality? I mean, I don't know. They're going to pay him a ton of money, Sean. They're going to pay him a ton of money to do that. Well, he's got, he certainly has the cachet to do it. I'll tell you yep. nothing. Is it, I used to really like Romo. Romo's getting on my nerves. Mm. Uh, is he getting annoying to anybody else but me? Ah. Everybody. He's in, been annoying. Everybody okay, is well, ripping him. Okay, well, I thought he him. was insightful. No, I, now he's I've just, never. He's just a know-it-all. I never saw him. I just never got that. The okay, fascination. I, I thought he was okay. He's getting, like, universally ripped right now, Sean. Tony Romo? Ah, he is getting drug for his commentary over the weekend, like, drug by everybody. Like, I've seen some critics who, who are out there saying, you know, his first year, I just thought he was this terrific, fresh voice, and then they threw all this money at him, and now he doesn't prepare anymore, and he doesn't, he, he doesn't do his homework, and... And he just comes in and yells and screams over every play. And, you know, Jim Nance is like this Hall of Fame broadcaster, but he can't get a word in edgewise. And Tony can't leave a moment alone. And, you know, I mean, Tony is, uh, boy, that guy, that guy's got it bad for himself. And he's just not very good. He's just not very good. He needs to take some advice from TR and let it breathe, man. Yeah, he needs to let it breathe. That's a really, really interesting point. I wonder why Jerry Palm makes people so mad, uh, Brian. Why do you think it is? Um. Well, he he basically just said our resume isn't any good uh, compared to the other four teams, and well, how how is he wrong? I mean, I get you don't like what he – someone might not like what he says, but is he wrong? Our league is just killing us right now. This yeah. league – this league is so – I tried – well, I'm laying her sick, you know. So I'm watching that uh, – you can't do much else. So I'm watching that Texas A&M game last night with Arkansas, and I'm thinking, man, A&M's been playing some good ball. They're going to go to Arkansas. It's kind of shorthanded and – God, they looked so bad in that game last night. And then, geez, Louise, that freaking Ole Miss game. I mean, what is Kermit Davis doing down there, Brian? Yeah, he, he had a good bar at all. Yeah, he had a good year his first year down there, and then it just what are they it's doing? Like it just fell apart. What year? What year is he in? It just, I think this is his. I want to say fifth year. I mean, geez, man. And I like the guy. I mean, good gosh. He did a really great job at at uh, down there at MTSU, who's back in the top 25 again. That MTSU job must be a good job, Bry. And, oh, it, it kind of makes you appreciate Andy Kennedy somewhat because they didn't have tremendous success as far as making the tournament regularly, but they never fell quite as flat on their face as this Ole Miss team has done the last couple of years. 
Yeah, that Ole Miss team was bad last night. Yeah, they've been bad for a few years, and that was a rough. I wonder. I wonder how far down the track Kermit gets here. This is this really year five for him? I think it is. Yeah, and time flies. You could always fun. count on. You could used to always count on them. At least they would. They wouldn't play much of a schedule, but they would end up winning seventeen or eighteen or nineteen games and get a nit game or two, and then they weren't an eyesore. Now they're an eyesore. Hey, Tone, I wanted to say, what What about here in about 10 days, you and I step into the squared circle for the Super Bowl? I think uh, y'all, don't want any, y'all don't want any of that. You, you, you know right. you don't I, want I, that I know, defensive I know line. Exactly. I hey, agree with that you defensive totally. line, you and I both know where games are won, and I it's... Yeah. It's taken yep. me till the till the Eagles just destroyed the 49ers to believe this, but yep. when you have that defensive line, Sean, yep, that's almost no, I, not fair. I agree totally, I, and and I, and you know, I, it was the right call, but it was a bailout on that uh, personal foul at the end of the game for the. It was just a correct call. It was, uh, and I'm a I'm a born in Kansas City Chief fan, and. Um, uh, but my Chiefs have, and and my homes in particular have become chokers, and uh, I do. I think uh, I think the city of brotherly love is going to take back another one this year. Wow, I'm getting. But chills. I'm not. I but I want my Chiefs to win. But we'll see. You know how this is their third Super Bowl in the last five years. They've been to what five straight AFC Championship games. So wow, they're not quite as big of chokers as they they once were before Mahomes got. Oh, there. they were like, last last year when. Uh, when Mahomes tried to sneak it in at the end of the half, that rattled him, and he he blew that game against the Bengals. So we'll see. But you never know with his ankle if he can if he can get enough medicine in there and enough stretching. Uh, that 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 guy make, does wonders. And I'll tell you this: I haven't paid much attention to the Eagles this year, but they are very impressive. And I never, ever, ever in my life would have thought that Jalen Hurts could be a top-tier NFL quarterback, never. Amen to that and hallelujah. Just goes to show you guys are allowed to get better because he – Yep. Because his deal, he improved so much, came so far in such a short amount of time. It's just an absolutely amazing thing to see. I mean, it looks like his arm got stronger. It's crazy how much better uh, – Hertz got eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join and uh, jump in, Tennessee and Florida tonight. What's the tip time on that game, Bry? Seven o'clock tip on ESPN two. Yeah, ought to be a good one. I saw where uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Lee is playing Florida in the points. What's the line in that one, Bry? Like I seven, think eight? he said plus six. It's Plus five to plus six. Yeah, it's a it's a spot game for the Vols. It's nestled right between the Texas and Auburn deal, and these are college kids you're dealing with, and this a rivalry, and it's a shot for Florida to to um, score a key win. And Florida's five and three in the league, and man, Florida doesn't throw it, cannot throw the ball in the ocean, but they heavily defend. So, be an interesting basketball game tonight. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We're going to come back, kick it with you. It is your Tony Basilio show. Feb one. Wow.
after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is re-inspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tills Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. Hello everyone, Clayton Harris here. As Little League District 8 Administrator, I'm excited to announce that Little League Softball is being offered in Murray County for the first time through Spring Hill Little League. This allows every kid in Murray County the opportunity to play Little League Softball. Each division will offer All-Stars, just like Little League Baseball, with the opportunity to compete for a chance at a Little League World Series. It's ages 4 through 13. Registration ends this Friday. For more information and where to sign up, go to shll.us. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 865-200-5402. Let's go to the phones. Uh, We've got folks that want to talk. Uh, Jerry Palm cameth, and if you missed his segment, the Vols are still on the two line and will be for a while in his book. Even though they're number one in Ken Palm. Number one, going for ads. Number one with a woolly bullet. Dr. Sean Sinclair with me on a Wednesday. It's non-national signing day. We're extremely excited about it. The Vols are signing no one on non-national signing day. And um, one wiggled off late last week. I'm going to tell him myself here. and How even at my tender age, you can still learn lessons in this business and well, I learned one. Happy 2023 to me. Let's go to the phones and get, because you got to laugh at yourself or you'll cry every time. Let's get Steve in here, followed by Bo. Steve, welcome in. Uh, I, I, you were talking about Brady retiring. Uh, I was playing the uh, uh, farm around 50 when he retired for the last time or still playing. So my question is, how many how many times did he retire at his age? And then how many, uh, how old is Brady and, and how many times has he retired? And I'll hang up and listen, and if you see Joseph Bonanno, say hello. Thank you. Joe Bonanno, little crime family reference there. Thank you. Uh, Brady is 46 years old, so I think he's he's the modern-day George Blanda, minus the cigs and minus the uh, the, the cold brews on the sideline. Um, and the club foot. And the club, yeah, let's not forget the club yeah, show. That's right, club show. Uh, there was nothing like George Blanda, though. Those long sideburns. Nope. I mean, picture George Blanda, who let himself look his age, and Tom Brady, who doesn't. I mean, Tom Brady probably has more product in his hair than Dave Hart and probably has more, shall we say, vitamins, quote-unquote, in his system than the average Alabama offensive or defensive lineman. I mean, how much deer antler spray 
uh, do you think Tom Brady has ingested down through the years? Brett Favre, interestingly enough, is another one, Sean, who kind of stayed at the party too long. Uh, It's funny, last night I was listening just for a little bit, just to laugh, at WFAN in New York. And the nighttime host there did a segment for why the Jets should go after Tom Brady. So it's ironic because um, Brett Lorenzo Favre is now 53 years old. And he played till 2010, which means that he got out at the tender age of 40. Brett Lorenzo Favre, he's 53 years old. Did he retire? Where, where did that whole scandal come when he was with the Jets? Jen Sturger was her name. Yeah, is that why? Is that why he hung it up, or did he keep? No, he, back oh, he played oh, for Minnesota. Okay. To he, he he almost led Minnesota to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he started under Jerry Glanville with the Falcons, who drafted him, and then he went to the Packers and had his six-year run there, uh, ninety-two to twenty oh seven, which. I'm sorry, it's a 16-year run. Then he went to the Jets uh, in 2008 where he ran a, a ran afoul of the women. Then he went to the Minnesota Vikings 2009-2010. Uh, uh, then he coached as the offensive coordinator at Oak Grove High School, and now he's out of it. But uh, he certainly is in well, your... You know, he's been implicated in some nonsense now. Have you heard that? Oh, the thing with the uh, the money from the state and yeah, uh, right. Diviasi and volleyball yeah. and all that you know, stuff. What's, yeah, what's yeah, that yeah, thing? yeah. That's right. Ironic thing enough, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers being shipped to the Jets by a trade. So you'd have another long-term Green Bay quarterback going to the Jets for a year. I don't know what that means. He's going to end up with Minnesota the year after that, but like Favre did. Well, I'm looking at potential Brett Favre scandals or scandals that he had. He had the welfare fund scandal in 2020, uh, which you can look that up. Not good. Then he did a then he then he made 1.1 million dollars allegedly in no show speaking fees. Uh, May 4, 2020, an audit from Favre's home state of Mississippi. This is from Wiki. Alleged that the state's Department of Human Services misspent 94 million dollars intended for at-need residents in the state, and Favre pulled the cool $1.1 million out for his company for two speaking appearances he didn't make. That's called being a piggy, fatty pig right there. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. The thing Sean's talking about, there's a lawsuit filed by the state of Mississippi alleging that Favre orchestrated a diversion of federal welfare funds for non-welfare-related causes Mississippi Today, back last September, published a text message between Favre and former Mississippi Governor Phil, don't call me Calvin Bryant, showing Favre's involvement in a plan to divert $5 million of the money toward a cause championed by Favre for a new volleyball facility at Southern Mississippi where his daughter played volleyball. That is next level. But he does use Copperfit uh, when he's riding his tractor, and Copperfit is a pretty good product. I've got to say, the Copperfit knee brace works pretty well. Let's go back to our phones, and we'll get Bo in here. Bo, welcome in. 
Tony. How's it going, man? I talked to you a while. Hey, Bo. Welcome in, buddy. Dr. Sean, uh, Bri, hey, I appreciate you guys being on. Um, Thanks for calling. Tony, it's kind of like this when Jerry Palm comes on. Dude, we know there's a, there's a stick to it, and we know he's going to do something to alienate the ball fans. Uh-oh. He's not going to put us on the one line till maybe a day or two before selection Sunday if, if we it, only Jerry. drop a game or two. He's got an agenda coming on. He knows he's gonna get under, he knows he's gonna get under your skin, brother. Brian, do you believe there's a stick right now with Jerry or do you believe he really believes what he believes? Brian Hartman. We've been doing business with Jerry for thirty I don't, plus years. I don't think Jerry is the kind of guy that would um play around with, with fan base's emotions. He's gonna tell you what he really believes to yeah, be true. Believe it or not, sir, he really is that nutty. <laughs> I got we love love him. He's a good sport. You know, he's and and one thing I like about him is he admits to being a sports fan, unlike some of these jabronis who are in sports who act like they're not sports. So I I do appreciate that. And then he also will admit that his, you know, the Purdue guys are his boys. And, you know, they're the next best thing to us in basketball in terms of just the biggest chokers on planet Earth. So, uh just a couple things for you, Tony. This yes, is what sir. this is what March is going to come come down to, and I think either Matt or Brian, uh, one of them had touched on one of these things the other day. Yep. But two two things is what it's going to depend on. You know, I love Barnes, what he stands for. Mm-hmm. I, I hope Bino's right. Man, we got to have a Final Four in our lifetime. At some point, we're going to break through. But it comes down to these two things: shots go in. You advance. If they don't, you go home. And if if uh, ZZ Top or uh, Vescovi, Triple J, any of our key cogs there, it's all going to come down. I heard you talking about Higgins yesterday. It's all going to come down to how the whistle is blown. Because if uh, Ziegler, if he comes out there, man, like the dog he is, and picks up two quick ones. Boy, and, that's true. You know, we know how it's going to go. If they let him defend mm. and uh, don't blow the whistle, man, it's gonna, I mean, we can roll on. But those are two things. You touch on that, Doc. You know, those mm. are two things that that's just what it's going to come down to in March. Well, you are so right because you picture this, right? You get in a second-round game. You say you're a one seed, and you get against North Carolina, one of those clubs, you know, that are kind of capable, <laughs> but, but had a so-so season. And all of a sudden, Ziegler, four minutes in, picks up his second foul because somebody's got a happy whistle. You're in trouble if you're Tennessee. I mean, I'm just gonna call. I'll call that thing straight down the middle. He gets in foul trouble. You're in big trouble. You're in, you are in big trouble in Little China. You are correct, sir. And that is how you go home because things happen that aren't on the script to you in March. How do you adjust to that? The thing I keep going back to with these guys is. They're such a veteran club. They're such a test of club. They're going to be so motivated uh, once the next month uh, rolls around. And let's see how they perform through the month of February. I know this. It's a very, very important month coming up because the difference between being a one seed or a three seed for Rick Barnes and his history is rather large. So Tennessee's got to go into that deal as at least a two seed. If we want to uh, see our team playing at least a Sweet 16. 
Right. You you think about the Michigan game, Tony, last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. if the shots fall for us, we beat them going away. You know, they they just their big man hit four five threes out there. We couldn't get our shots to drop. You know, it just you make your shots. If they go in, man, you advance. If if your shots don't go down, you go home. But uh, you know, and I think it might have been Rusty that brought up a good point, uh, talking about come what may, man. Bars need to get the message, Tony, to get him involved early on the pick and roll. I would start the game coming out there, pick and roll, and let him roll and throw it up there and let him stuff it, man. Tonight. Get him going early. You know, Every get game. him going early. If yes. he gets going early, he, he'll have a good game. But if he don't, he'll disappear and come out there and have four points and two boards. Oh, if, if he's not doing anything the first four minutes – you might as well take and post him up like one of those fat heads on somebody's wall because that's what he's going to do. He's, <laughs> the guy's a wall hanger. I mean, it's the weirdest thing in the world. He's either a wall banger or a wall hanger. I want the guy that wall bangs instead of wall hangs. Yeah. But, uh, Bo, you're my guy. Thank you. I love you using Come hey, On Me, by hey, the way. Hey, Tony, let, yes. me, let me ask you something real quick, brother, yes, before I let you go. If you will, if you'll do me a favor, I text you a time or two. I still want to get in touch with Richard. From Murfreesboro, I know he's a man of God. I'm a pastor too, and I I want to get in touch with Richard because I live here in the Midstate too. All right, shoot me another uh, email or text on that, and then I'll let Richard. Uh, uh, let me see if I can interface you too. Sorry about that, that man. I'm a, I'm, a pl- I'm a plate dropper in my other life. You know what I mean? That's okay, brother. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Go big orange. Thank you, brother. Go big orange to you. It's weird how certain guys, if they don't start well, don't finish well. It's a, it's a weird deal. I've never seen a guy over here like this Cumwell guy who can either look like a literal NBA first-round draft pick or he could look like a guy that can't play pickup basketball. And that's how wide the chasm is. Before we get Don in here, Brian, let me just do a quick legal. Let's just do a quick legal, Brian. Hit the legal. And then we go back to our phones, because I'm going to keep callers first. You know, this is our pledge. We're in the second month of the year 2023, year of our Lord. And uh, on your Tony Basilio show, on this extremely awesome, hope you're having a great Wednesday, Dr. Sean Sinclair, blessing us. It's a weird deal, Cinco, how guys get in mindsets and when they start well, they can play, and when they don't, some of them just check out on you. It's a strange deal, man. Let me go back to our They phone. saw me have a patient. Yeah, yeah. I got to have some patience. He and I both need patience. Donald. Don, yes. what's up? <clears throat> well, Jerry Palm once again, after hearing him last week and then yep. today, when he was uh, justifying keeping the... Uh, balls away from the one line. Yep. And they talking about resume, 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 and good wins and all that. <clears throat> if you'll recall, just before the uh, revealing of the brackets last year, Tennessee was being spoken of as a two-seed borderline, one-seed, yep. except for Joe Lenardi, who gets his inside info from the committee. Yep. Predicting three, and three is where they landed. So resume didn't mean a squat last year, did it? So, Don, you're saying you don't trust these people with the resume no. and the Ken Palm. And the, you, you say when the time comes, Don, the big orange screw is going to be administered, and we're going to get the big orange screw. 
I'm saying that if they're anybody close like a Duke and they're a blue blood like Duke, you're not getting there. Duke, like, not only did Tennessee's resume speak high to, to maybe low one, Duke didn't have a three resume. It was so but, unjust. So unjust last they year. They sure got there, didn't they? It was so damn unjust. And you know what it did? They got seeded right to the Final Four. That's exactly yep. what happened. Yep. Where they ended up playing North Carolina. You know, Brian, he's got a really good point about that. Duke was not a one seed last year or a two seed last year, Brian. And we had to get sacrificed by. Mi- I mean, well, I'm not complaining about it because we should have beat Michigan. But you can seed people right into the Sweet 16 by putting them on the one or the two line, Brian. He's right. Don is, Don is spitting facts. How, uh, how right far now. are they going to be overseeded this time? Well, this that's year. That's the point. Maybe, Don, what have they lost? Like a nine game so far? They're probably a three. Yeah, which uh, if you were Tennessee or a lot of non-blue bloods, uh, they'd be still talking about. Oh, she hope hope we can get into the tournament. Uh, yep, <clears throat> it's this same thing when we were going through this uh, football committee deal last year. Uh, I don't know who you would have finished the you know the top four or five teams last year after the playoffs. But I do know that if Tennessee went out and got pounded the way that TCU was, they wouldn't. They'd be lucky to sniff the top ten last year. Well, how about this, Don? Here's here's a real legitimate, and I'm not I'm not being whiny because it's not my nature. My nose listening to the show. I don't you know I don't whine. Don, how do you beat Alabama on the football field? Have a better resume than them, yet they're number five in America. And you're sitting there uh, at number six instead of having Josh Heupel a top five finish, which at young coach, what does a top five finish mean to Nick Saban at this point? Nick Saban would take a top five finish and throw in the garbage can, kind of like uh, the story Jordan Howe told about Chris Lofton the night they, they played in some event and Chris Lofton got an MVP award. Uh, and because his team lost, Chris Lofton went and threw the trophy in the trash. That's the story Lofton told uh, mm-hmm. on the air. Uh, hey, dog, I'm on the air. Don't, dog, dog, don't, don't whine. Like, you say, come on, dog. That dog sounds like one of our callers. Well, ahead, you know, Tony, it's uh, anytime that it's very subjective as to you know the main reason we went top five in AP poll was you had those clowns like at Notre Dame rider. And uh, yep. people like that, but you know, I don't remember where he had us at the end, but it wasn't very high. But okay. forever, even when we were the one after the first reveal, I think he had us outside the top ten. <laughs> I mean, that's just you know, that's why you know, put it on the field. Twelve game, twelve teams may be too many, but it'll still be more honest than uh, coaches who don't even watch the games and they have a poll and then. And AP, it's got people who have been dead. Did you keep up or did you notice, uh, I don't remember, it was an ESPN thing. It wasn't actually one of the main polls, but they both. And Lou Holtz would always have Tennessee way down. Unbelievable. <laughs> he, he's not over that T. Martin deal yet. <laughs> well, that that thing that Butch Jones said where he put, like, Tennessee at 7 or 8, and Greg Schiano put him at 7 uh, or 8. and I mean, you, I guarantee you those coaches ordinarily don't vote in those coaches' polls that week. 
those votes, those coaches voted. And Dave Doreen, he punished the Vols too. He's another one. Yep. You know, those guys are elephants when it comes to uh, when 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 they when they allege that you've done them wrong, Don. You know, the the river doesn't flow two ways with them. That that river flows one way for those people. You got that. Well, that's uh, that's all I got today. But uh, let's go Vols tonight. Thank you, brother. You know what tomorrow is, Brian? Besides Thursday? Yep. It's Groundhog Day, Brian. Oh. Or we could call it National Non-Groundhog Day. No, tomorrow is National Groundhog Day. Do you know where it takes place, Brian? Something called Puxatani. It's in Pennsylvania, a couple hours from where I'm from. And a bunch of people get together, and they look down, and they shine a bunch of cameras with lights in the in the in what is the dark. And they, I guess, they throw a shock prong in the ground to make a groundhog come out of the ground. How do they make him come out, Brian? Do we know? I I don't even know. <laughs> do they give him treats? And what kind of treats, Sarah? Sarah down in uh, I'm talking to Sarah now, down in Crossville who sent me a real nice note last night. I, I gave Sarah a shout-out, and I asked Sarah, and I'm going to look at my T-mail. I'm going to look at my uh, email, rather, because I'm going to run this tomorrow. Because Sarah has a animal that she compares this Tennessee team to. And Poxitani fell tomorrow, Brian. He usually sees a shadow. Laura, does he ever not see a shadow? Do we ever see, does Phil ever not see a sh- And if he doesn't see a shadow, Brian, does that mean it's eight weeks of winter? How can he it's not? It's six weeks of winter, I think. But it, when he sees a shadow, it's six more weeks. When he doesn't see a shadow, I think that means you're going to have Who's actually talking to him to see if he saw it or not? Or is it just a bunch of people saying, oh, he must have, saw, he must have seen it. Well, that's I saw the point. it, so he probably saw that's it. The point. What's going right. on there? How did he see a shadow? That's right, Sean. How do we know? I mean, who, who's chatting him up with, uh, hey, bud, you see your right. shadow? What's going on here? We got a lot of or like, or like my dad used to say, who was a very practical man. My dad used to say to my mom, hey, Mary, how could he not? Because my mom used to go, six more weeks of winter, Ray. And my dad would go, how could he not see a shadow? They had cameras. They had all kinds of lights on him. Of course, he's, there you go. I, he saw his shadow. I saw yeah. your shadow. The shadow knew. Everybody sees her. Anyway. Take a quick break. Quick break. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Sarah today, she didn't. She said, Tony, thank you for the shout out. Because I asked Sarah yesterday. I, one thing we do that Sean knows what we do is I defer on this program. When it comes to the football recruiting, I defer to the X. And the Cinco, like when they get together and we break it down scientifically, like we would usually on signing day. But this year we're doing a non-national signing day, NNS day, special. But I, I shouted out yesterday, and we were talking about Tennessee's defense. And what do you compare the Vols to? And I got to say this. Sarah said that she did an externship in the Caribbean once. And Sean Sinclair, what is an externship? You're a uh, 
you're in a field of medicine. What does that mean? An ex- What's the difference between an internship, Sean, and an externship? Man, I think an, I think an externship is like kind of after graduation or something, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Internship is part of your education, I think. I, you know, that's always, I don't, I'm not really sure. I did a residency, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not really sure what the, what, how you break all that stuff down. So my buddy Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, is how she spells her name. So you know I'm not making this up. From down at Crossville. Um, she said, Tony, my vote for this basketball team, because we say they are, they are almost, the way they get on you, she said, I would compare them to a blank. And I want somebody to tell me, I want you to guess what the blank is. And I've got a copper card, good for my copper seller family of restaurants, and a gift card to our friends at Alumni Hall who have a tremendous selection, whether it's orange bowl uh, paraphernalia, whether it's the fact that the baseball balls are beginning and they've got a ton of that, whether it's um, uh, individual select shirts with select athletes and their gear uh, that they have in their stores. Just the best, y'all. Just the best. Tremendous amount of basketball stuff as well. She said, the animal I compare the Vols to hunts in packs. Don't rely on just one to hunt, which seems appropriate for this team. They wear down their prey with long chases or extreme intelligence. I would equate, this is Sarah now, very, 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 very bright sports fan. And has great takes, by the way. I would equate the intelligence of the veteran portion of this team, and as we've seen on some nights, everyone contributes, like in that Georgia game. The other night, two players make the most plays, like against Texas. She says, I would compare this team, therefore, to a blank. What is Sarah saying that hunts and packs don't rely on just one. What is your guess? They wear down their prey with long chases or extreme intelligence. This from Sarah, and I'll give you a hint. She did her externship in the Caribbean once. In the Caribbean. 865 to 865-200-5402. We continue with more on non-national signing day after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797.
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bikes, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because... Of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the there. Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. First responders know seconds count when saving lives, and emergency response can often be delayed due to difficulty navigating rural locations, congested subdivisions, mobile home parks, and apartment complexes. The Locator 911 is a unique life-saving bulb. In normal use, a porch light, and when activated by you, a multicolored flashing beacon for first responders to help them find you in the event of an emergency. For more information, stop by your local fire department or visit thelocator911.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B back with you, Sarah, our resident. And anytime I've had a question about dogs. So when I got real, real attached to our Australian Shepherd, Benny, I said, uh, explain the situation to Sarah. I said, Sarah, the dog bit my... A dog bit my daughter's boyfriend, and it kind of bit her, and she said, and your decision is? I said, Sarah, well, I'm really attached to that dog. She said, well, get unattached. So, anyway, so I love Sarah. Um, I will go back to our phones, and let's get Rusty in here, who's up next with us. Rusty, welcome in. Hey, Tony. How you doing, hey, Rusty. buddy? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. I know you think I'm going to come on and, and kill Jerry, but I'm not. I'm going to defend him. It's not his oh, fault. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, in the wrestling business, they call this a swerve. Rusty is fixing to swerve you. Go ahead, Rusty. It's not his fault. He's, he's just doing what he thinks the committee's going to do based on his knowledge of how the committee looks at things. It doesn't make him right. But he's just going by them because the committee's not right. Here's my issue. They talk about quad one wins and how many a team has. But there's no difference between beating the 30th-ranked team at home, which is a quad one win, and beating the 40th-ranked team at home, which is a quad two win. It's the same team. I mean, you're splitting hairs. It's, it's, it's using some made-up number that we're dividing 30 versus 31 makes you a quad one team or a quad two team at home, and we all know that basically teams 
10 through 50 are the same teams this year. And you know what's That's, funny? Unfortunately, Rusty, literally our league is a quad two, quad three league this year with Alabama and Tennessee in it. I mean, it, it's and, – and, and I know people say, well, you know, you've got – if you look at our league, the Auburns of the world, I mean, there are teams that are going to float in and out of that deal. And I realize yeah. Tennessee has like six or seven quad one opportunities coming up. And I realize that Auburn down there will be a quad one chance. And, and, and I realize that obviously Alabama coming here and Kentucky up there. But I'm talking about like where the teams end up at the end of all this, which is you know, which is why those guys always say, "Well, right now these it's this many quad one wins," but that can change because teams are always being re-ranked. That's the tricky part about this deal. Which is dumb that we're changing a team being a quad one because they move up two spots on a chart, and now they're better than the teams they move to ahead of. It really you're splitting hairs. I'll give you the best perfect example. We played an Ole Miss. Ole Miss is like ninety fifth. If they were up 20 spots, and you're not going to tell me there's any difference between the team ranked 75th and 95th. Those two teams, if they played 10 times, they go 5-5. Five and five. They're the same team. But somehow you get a bump by winning at Ole Miss if they move up to 75 instead of 95. You see, you see how arbitrarily stupid that is? I mean, that's just it's idiotic. That's the reason that going by the RPI, the Ken Palm, and the net, averaging those gives you a real understanding because those things don't use, those computers don't use whether it's a quad win. They just take strength of schedule and use it as a whole, and there's an algorithm that figures out where to rank the teams, which is why we're two or one in all of those. But when you start saying we're going to divide you at 30 to 31 or 75 and 76 to determine whether you're a quad one or not, that totally adds in some kind of BS that, you're dividing teams that don't need to be divided. They're the same thing. So on Jerry Palm, you're saying don't shoot the messenger. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's just the messenger. It's not his fault. And and Lenardi's just the messenger for, you know, even more so because he's being told exactly how things are by the committee. So they kind of have a buffer using him. The real, the real dirty little secret is they don't want to use the computers. And by they, I mean the committee and the NCAA. They don't want to use the computers. To just say, hey, the computer does it objectively without bias. They don't want to do that. They want their bias involved, and they all want to have jobs. If we just use the computers, we would only need one guy just to read off the computer database, and about 25 people could get fired, and we'd save some money out of the NCAA. Well, that's, a, that's very, 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 very. That's, that's like, um, you know, all these guys that love the numbers of basketball, and I love the numbers of basketball, you know, but. Sometimes I wonder if people like the numbers more than they like watching basketball with with all these numbers we have today. I don't like humans deciding how to rank things because humans no. will put their own agenda in it. Like Notre Dame sports writers putting Tennessee in a certain place though, so, that, so they don't get ranked in a certain place, yep. dropping them way down their post. I don't like being people in a room negotiating how they think the poll should be because they're a Duke alum or a, mm-hmm. or they were formerly an athletic director at the University of Michigan or so on and so forth. I or want Bush Jones putting us at eight, right? Or because we made him a multimillionaire because we made him we literally rich for life. All, humans are always going to manipulate when they're involved. Get them out of it. 
go back to the BCS polls for football and just use the BCS poll to rank the 12 teams in the playoff when we go to that, and it'll be such a better system and situation than having the, the, the you know the, the dirty, rotten scoundrels manipulating. Tennessee made generations of Joneses rich for life, <laughs> and Butch Jones punished. He, he felt the need to punish us at the end. I guess... I guess we were supposed to hold on to him for three more years. Is that is that what was supposed to happen there? Maybe I maybe I missed something, but Russ, and, yeah, and prove, yeah, yeah, and proving and prove who he didn't make rich. He loves it. Yeah, well, that's just how goofy he is. That's right. Hey, the, the, I, I know the, the animal. Yeah. I think I, I think I know the animal, but I'm gonna let. I think I I don't want to. I, I don't need a copper card. So thank you, Rusty. You bet, man. Thank you, Rusty. You need a gold star in the. Book of Wonderful Callers is what you need. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. and uh, Joe is our next call. Joe, hello. What's up, TV? Uh, wolves. Pack of wolves. You know, that a pack of wolves does remind me of the way Tennessee defends, but... That is not it. But I like that. A pack of wolves is kind of what I was thinking yesterday because we flat out. Did you say coyotes? Huh? Did she say coyotes? She did not. Coyotes are. I, now, Brian Hartman, dogs. Do dogs come from coyotes or wolves, Brian? Which one? Well, I think dogs they're, they're all in the same family, I think. Because wolves, coyotes, dog, you know, wild dogs kind of are in the same family. They're all in the same oh, family, been... aren't they? Yeah, well, she's going to dingoes, but okay. Well, you, I just, I'm going to give my copper card to uh, Titans Bills. But... Thank you, brother. You didn't you know. It, so. But go ahead. What else right. you got for us? Well, I think the, I, they've got to show us. I know, I know they're good, but they've got to yep. show us what they're going to be made of here in the next month. Yep. You know, you were talking yesterday, 8-2, 7-3. Yep. Uh, that's what's got to happen. They can't go any worse than that. And we'll be all right when the come March. If they go 8-2, and two, they probably, comparatively speaking, are scratching for a one seed. Uh, they're at least a two seed, and again, if you're at least a two seed, you're going to the Sweet 16 with Rick Barnes coaching you. And once you get to the Sweet 16, then it's you know, then you're scratching lottery tickets at that point. You get if you get if you get two that have a match on it, you could end up in the uh, in, in the Final Four before it's over. Well, I agree, but uh, you know, they got to keep hitting their free throws when it get down to tournament time, like they've been doing. Yep. That that becomes a big deal when it comes down to those kind of games. But anyway, I'll just put my two cents in. CTB. Thank you, brother. Your two cents matter to me always. It is not wolves or coyotes. Sarah in uh, Crossville says what she says. The final ten games, we're going to find out a lot about the Vols. Beginning tonight, down in Florida, uh the thing I just can't get over about this Tennessee team is how they defend. Sean, they're the total opposite of our football team, aren't they? Diametrically opposed, Tony B. 
I mean, it's almost like one deal is like all offense, no defense, and the other one's like all defense, and every once in a while they flash offensively. But I will give you an interesting number. Since Josiah Jordan-James has come back and has been put in the um, starting lineup, this this club's a different team, um, which is kind of interesting. Tennessee is 18th in offensive efficiency in the country in games where he plays. They were Florida-level bad, Mississippi State-level of bad without him. So the wheels have to stay on Josiah Jordan-James, and particularly at least one wheel that he's had trouble with. They've got to stay on the deal. Uh, they got to stay on for him if, if this team's got going to reach their upper-level potential. As we go back to the phones and get Patrick in here, who's next? Patrick, hello. What's going on, Tony? Hey, Patrick. So uh, I got the answer. It's a pack of wild dogs. Pack of wild dogs. I can say right now, let me double check one more time. Um, No, it is not a pack of wild dogs. But why do you say they look like a pack of wild dogs? Because they wear their opponents out like a pack of wild dogs do. They wear them down, and uh, that's how wild dogs do. Well, let's see. Wild dogs, do they hunt in packs? Maybe. They don't rely, because she says her vote is a blank. They hunt in packs, don't rely on just one-on-one hunts. That's not how they hunt. Uh, They wear teams, their prey down with long chases, and they also have extremely high intelligence. And she says the veteran portion of this team, that's who they are. I think wild dogs more just get after it. I think wild dogs are more just ravenous. But I well, they chase wrong. them down also and wear them down. Yes. I, let's put it this way. I would not want a wild dog chasing me. I don't think that would be very fun. <laughs> me either. <laughs> so. Well, hey, anyway, yeah, Tony, I think the Tennessee Vols, they got a good team to, to win it. But, you know, they're – they have often often on days and I just think yep. if they can just keep it turned on, yep. they'll be good. But you never know. Well look, if Barnes keeps going out early, they're gonna take him up to uh to Pennsylvania and he's gonna come out and see a shadow because it feels like Groundhog Day in March every time we watch him, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, brother. I mean I hate that. Sooner or later you're gonna lose your group if you keep just going out there and underachieving in the tournament. I mean, Sean, that is true. I'm just trying to keep it real here. And he's got a veteran team here. This uh, this team has high-end ability. I think it has high-end possibility. Um, I, you know, there's something that Jerry said that I I tend to agree with. We we don't know yet. I think he's got uh, – uh, you got Auburn, you got Alabama, you got some others to come up uh, and – we certainly have the ability to beat everybody, but we'll see. I mean, there's that Kentucky game was not a fluke. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to do that again, but that that game wasn't a fluke. This this team, I, I don't know. I, what could you say on that team is a sure thing? 
that without question, I get your hunting. Like, I mean, I would say lionesses or cheetahs are kind of in that mold. But mm-hmm. who who on that team can you say without doubt is going to show up and have a great game? I don't, I don't think you have one. Not on the offensive end. On the defensive end, everybody every night. Well, and that, and that's and that's the epitome of a team. You. Mm-hmm. You're not going to stop anybody with one elite recruiter and I mean recruiter, defender and then four guys just putting in the time. So this, but the, but this is a t- you know this could be like a Loyola, no superstars, just a rock solid team. Yep, you can beat by anybody. Better uh, ball I would club. Say this, yep, I would say that Tennessee's probably pretty hard to, unless you do the Michigan way and the Kentucky way, they're probably pretty hard to scout. Because you don't know where you're going to get it. Boy, that Kentucky game such an outlier because I'm watching Kentucky last night. Brian, Kentucky looked like slaw last night. You know it. That, that Kentucky game, the way they played here. Well, they didn't have Wallace. so And then the way they kowtowed to Michigan. But, you know, you think about the Wallace game. They beat us, Bri, with Wallace over there sitting on the bench. And he had, uh, he, he, uh, had zero points. Isn't that right? I'll be Wallace didn't even score. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see how the rematch goes. You know that. Well, they're rolling out the red carpet for their uh, '98 national championship teams up there, and I bet they have some kind of ceremony for them the night before too. The school pays for, but more on that later. I'm going to blog. Has anybody discussed what a respectfully? criminal effort we put in on chris lofton's day not yet but i'm going to that that uh, kind of that 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 was the team put in uh uh just the anti-chris lofton effort in that game and that's kind of the beginning of the story but let's go back to the phones and we'll get because i got a blog on that let's get holly in here holly welcome in hey tony hey holly Uh, I think it's bottlenose dolphins. Holly, you are getting so so warm. Oh, Let's put this God. way, Holly. Hey, Holly. Hey, Holly. Yeah. The water is warm. Let's put it that way. You are so warm. But uh, now, why would you say that? That version of a dolphin. Why would you say that? Are you also uh, an animal person, like Sarah? No, I, I, but I live in Florida now. I'm a mm-hmm. Tennessee girl, but I live in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, you know, know a lot about the, the sea, the ocean, and dolphins are one of the most intelligent animals in the sea. And they do go in pods. They, mm-hmm. and they, they're, they're predatorial to mm-hmm. not, not just, they're not like sharks. They're, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. predatorial for their, food and eating and what they do is they they circle their prey and mm. then they kind of play with them like the fish that they're after mm-hmm. and then they kind of poke at them and then one at a time kind of goes in and starts going after them and that's kind of how they they fish for food to eat well i'll tell you this that is an apt description and i bet sarah because she listens back on the uh because that's what she did yesterday i I knew she'd listen. She listened back on on the on her own time over at tclub.team on our website. And Sarah uh, sent me a long email last night as to the reasons why uh, 
she had what she had. But that's very, very interesting because our guys play with people on defense, and they love the fact, Holly, that they wear these teams out. You can see it. You can just see the way we feed off of it, really. And that's why when when you were describing that and you said that Sarah had done her externship down here, I was like, oh, that's what that's why I thought that. And I thought even if it's not that, that's a great description of our current team. Yeah, Sarah's neat. She is really neat. In fact, she said I learned how to intubate dolphins, and I worked on green sea turtles as part of her externship. Now I don't know. If she gets to do those sorts of things in Crossville, I would imagine she probably uh, hasn't done that in her practice down there in Crossville. I don't think she sees many green sea turtles, but who the heck knows? Maybe she does. Wow. Well, darn, I thought that I had it today. You had okay. it. You were. You, I'll tell you this. You're in the water. You were close. The water was getting warm there. Well, I mean, the only other... Animals can't can can't do out. it. You can't do that, Holly. Don't break our rules. Don't do that. Don't okay, do that to me. Okay. Don't do that to me. Hey, I, I hope go you home. Go Thank home. you, Holly. Yes. I wonder. Tony, if I got a uh, I got a, yeah. a text from a caller. Wanted to can't get in. Wanted to say shark. I wonder if um, uh, no, not a shark. That's, I didn't think that would work. I think sharks are pretty uh, limited area from what I remember when they're hunting. Say. You guys are you guys are taking me under wings right now. I'm Yeah. On on my Kindle, I'm reading a book about the five families from uh Selwyn Rab. I'm reading Ricky Henderson's a biography that Howard Bryant wrote on him, which is a great read. I'm reading um a book about um the civil rights movement and how they used pamphlets, flyers and posters. Um and some of that stuff that still exists and is out there right now and collectible. I'm reading. Um, I, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not reading anything about animals. Uh, let's see what else is out there. Them. I'm reading a book about a guy who was asked by uh, Nixon to head up the plumbers, who wrote this autobiography of his time back then. It's like a period piece. And then he passed away right as he was putting the finishing touches on the book. But uh, it is phenomenally, phenomenally interesting, uh, the stuff that went on back then. So 865-200-5402 is my number if you want to get in. Again, Sarah says the following about our ball club. So when you watch them, she said, Tony, I, I did my externship in the Caribbean. And... This basketball team would be a blank. They hunt in packs, don't rely on just one for their hunts. They wear their prey down with long chases and their extreme intelligence. And she said, you know, we have nights where everybody contributes, like the Georgia game, and then we have nights like the Texas game, but everybody Everybody defends, and this team always understands who's hot on any particular night, and they defer to that player, which goes back to the intelligence of this ball club being their calling card. And I've got to say, I've really got to say that Sarah in Crossville, I knew she would knock this out of the park. And so that's my question. I think somebody's going to get it. 
going to get it, going to get it, going to get it at 865-200-5402. Sean Sinclair, he's S-A-A-N, S-E-A-N, Sinclair, D-D-S. He's in beautiful Maryville. We love you. We continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
NASCAR's back. The NASCAR Cup Series. Green flag is in the air at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Heads back to the City of Angels. And they're beating and banging and Justin Haley hammers the inside wall. For another trip around the LA Coliseum. Off four, checkered flag is out and Joey Logano has done it. It's the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Sunday, February 5th at 3.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. Hello everyone, Clayton Harris here. As Little League District 8 Administrator, I'm excited to announce that Little League Softball is being offered in Murray County for the first time through Spring Hill Little League. This allows every kid in Murray County the opportunity to play Little League Softball. Each division will offer All-Stars, just like Little League Baseball, with the opportunity to compete for a chance at a Little League World Series. It's ages 4 through 13. Registration ends this Friday. For more information and where to sign up, go to shll.us. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up. And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great-granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time and being family-owned, locally-owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. God, that just made me very, 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 very hungry. Very, very hungry. Back to the phones. Um, Gary Saunders said, Tony, you are describing a wolf. I'm not describing a wolf. 
And my my kids say, Brian, when I say woof, that it's it sounds like I'm saying woof. Do you agree with that, Brian? They said my Yankee comes out. Butch Jones used to say woof as woof. Woof. He'd say Ethan woof. Yeah, it's me. Woof. That's how I say it. Wolf, baby, wolf. And golf is Ethan golf. Woof. Woof. Golf is golf. G O F F. Little, uh, little, uh, little triv, little vol trivia, eighties vol trivia. We said it before here. Who, which VFL was nicknamed Wolf? All right, let's go back to the phones. If you can answer that one, maybe a single will give you a copper card. We had a Wolf and Wolf. What was it? What was the nickname? Wolf. We called him Wolf, not Wolf. Wolf. All right. But your brother-in-law may know someone uh, uh, someone in college named Wiff. Ask him Whiff, about that. Wiff and Wolf. Wiff, Wolf, and Wolf. My friends on my baseball Peter team. Paul and Mary. My friends on my baseball team could have called me Wiff Senko in high school. Interesting. Interesting. Or maybe, or maybe at the high school dance, they could have called me Wiff. Let's Two of the greatest Jake. things you've ever shared is your yeah. college coach asking you, or were your dad asking you, I mean, your wrestling coach about the lights. No, my dad, yes. That, and then your dad, little advice when you were talking about dating, he said, Tony B, when you look like you do, by all means, this was your dad, when you look like you do, son, you got to wear them down. Jason's up next with us. Jason, hello. Hey, Jason. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I want to take a shot, a swing, right. and I hope I hit a killer whale. Jason, let me see here. I'm looking at... I need Sean Sinclair or somebody smarter than me, perhaps Brian Hartman and Sean Sinclair. Let me find Sarah's... Uh, hang on one That was going to be my answer, but I don't, uh, I don't need to participate, so... I'm going to call that a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hang on. Let's see here. She said an orca whale. They hunt in packs. Don't rely on just one-on-one hunts. They wear you down. Long chases. Extreme intelligence. And uh, so is that what that is, an orca whale? Is that a killer whale, an orca whale? Yes, and a little-known fact is that uh, two orca whales have basically ruined the whole great white shark industry in south africa they have they have just predated all of them two of them two they're the a team of two they just go and they take them wow. out and then the other ones have uh have just kind of left the area because they just they, they cannot compete with the killer whales jason do you have anything else you'd care to add besides i am winner so, back to the tournament. If we get a one seed, yeah. would you rather have a one seed play an eight nine, or would you rather have a two seed and play the lesser of? Uh, I would always want. Look, we've never been a one seed in school history. Barnes keeps doing things we've never done here. Um, he's been in the top five more than any than we've been in the top five as a coach. I, I love people getting on him. I don't understand what people want out of this guy, but whatever. Uh, last year, they hadn't won an, NCAA, an SEC tournament since 1979. They go and do that. How about this year we go into the tournament as a one seed? We've never done it. Let's see how we perform as a one seed. Now, 
to your point, you take pressure into that deal as a one seed. You know, uh, yesterday Will Warren was on here, and and the modeling says that as one seeds, you are going to um, a couple of one seeds are going to be susceptible this year against that field. That's just the way it is. So um, my answer is I want to be a one seed. How about you, Jason? Well, I'd like a one seed. I mean, I guess you're going to play some game somewhere. So exactly. Here's the thing I don't. Here's the thing I don't want to do, Jason, because I might have you come in and do the post game for me. If if we if we went out there and got beat like uh, that year, Michigan got beat by that uh, team called the Golden Retrievers. Where was that team from, Brian? I'll never I'll never forget that Maryland Baltimore County. That's Virginia. That's what I'm saying. Maryland I'm Baltimore Virginia. County. Yeah, you said Michigan. Maryland yeah. Baltimore County. The night Michigan got beat by them as a one seed had to be just one of the worst feelings in the history of a fan base. And I know they came back the next year and won the national championship. But, jeez. Yeah, that was Virginia, right? I know. I remember. Now that, now I remember. Sorry. I'm trying to correct you. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, Brian caught me in real time there. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll eat that. I'll try anything once, Laura. Um, so... Thank you, Jason. You're the man. Hang right there. Brian will get your information, and Brian will get your gifts out to you. Thank you. And, Brian, key out that uh, phone deal for the, those of us who have very, very sensitive hearing like me. But uh, Sarah says the following in her – I love Sarah. She breaks it down scientifically. She said, I don't want to get my hopes up here. But moving forward, I hope this deal be – team becomes the killer whale of the season and cuts the nets down and sean that's what you were talking about the killer whale goes out there and he eats the prey right till there's no prey left he's gonna cut the nets down that's what sean sinclair was just uh, describing she said the loss to purdue from few four years ago still stings more than any loss that our fan base has suffered since that day. My boss, the day after that game, came into work wearing a Purdue shirt. I couldn't believe it. He only wears it because he did his clinical rotations there. He couldn't get in the inst- <laughs> I don't want to read that. She said, I don't know what the rest of the season holds, but I'm excited about the possibilities. As far as this fan base, I have friends going to basketball games that only followed Tennessee football for years, but they are starting to get excited about this team. Think everybody loves a winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's why Tony Voss has to keep it going, Sean. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think to, I think we saw that there's what 17, 16 days till the season kick kicks off. Uh, SS has his same seats behind the home plate to the left a little bit. God, you got great seats. You've got great seats. You've got great And it is so fun to think about the overlapping sports. Do you realize, Brian, when we play the LSU series, or Sean, is that a Thursday-Saturday series, or is that a Friday-Sunday series when we play down at LSU? Do either one of you happen to know that? I think it's Friday, Sunday. Okay. 
Well, if we play on that Friday night, that will be that will be an overlapping Tennessee baseball, Tennessee basketball evening. How cool will that be? That's if we're in the Sweet 16 and on a play on a Friday night. Will that be fun, Brian, or will that be fun? Yeah, that'll be a lot of switching going back and forth. And I stand with Bino because we were we were talking yesterday. Uh, I want to see ZZ stop and it's, Awaka. Go ahead. It's really too bad that series couldn't have been later in the yep in the season. Yep, because it's gonna. There's going to be a lot of distractions. All of a sudden, I think if you get to the Sweet 16, there's going to be a lot of people who jump back toward basketball again. So, yeah, it's Friday, March 31st, April 2nd, uh, through Sunday, April 2nd, and it's a 8 o'clock start in Baton Rouge first pitch. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on. I'm wrong here. It's uh, Thursday through Saturday. So either way, either way, if the Vols make the Sweet 16, they are going to play.